Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Sports Mole's Football Shorts. I'm Barney Corkill and I'm here with our football editor Matt Law to discuss our Premier League Game Week 34 predictions. Uh, first a bit of housekeeping to do from Game Week 33, Matt, and we did, actually did quite well that week. I got two scoreline spot on, you got one spot on, um, but at the end of it all, your lead is still 12 points. I only cut it down by three points despite us both having a decent week. Yeah, 12 points, quite a nice advantage at this stage. Yeah, And like you say, we, we did pretty well between us. Obviously, a couple of games that stand out, City, Southampton and Wolves-Arsenal. Neither of us could really see Arsenal or Southampton winning that game, could we? But yeah, apart from that, you know, you, like you say, you've got a couple of perfects. I've got the uh, Liverpool right, game right. So uh, yeah, nice advantage at this stage. But yeah, it did pretty well between us. Yeah, 12 points is the gap uh, with five games remaining. So time's running out for me to, to bridge that gap. Um, going straight into game week 34 then on Tuesday uh, uh, evening is Crystal Palace versus Chelsea the first game up how do you see that one going Matt? Yeah it's a big game isn't it for Chelsea probably more or more so than Chelsea it certainly is looking to go above Leicester in the table obviously a win will take them above Leicester who go to Arsenal on the same night so it's a huge game Chelsea you know they've obviously lost at West Ham that game stands out as important they bounced back last time and, and they did quite comfortably didn't they against Watford Palace on the other hand lost their last three in the league now after you know, winning their game straight after lockdown to, to continue their good run of form. So it's Palace obviously make it difficult for Chelsea, but Palace don't particularly need the points. You know, they're 14th in the table. They're obviously not going down. They can go up the table, obviously, but Chelsea certainly need the win and a tight game, but 1-0 Chelsea for me. Yeah, I'm also going for Chelsea win. Palace, you know, as soon as they've got past that 40-point mark, they were on a run of four, four wins in a row without conceding and suddenly they've gone on three defeats in a row without scoring so just completely diametrically opposed their form um, whereas Chelsea as you say pretty much everyone is a must win for them now with United in such good form behind them so I'm also going for a Chelsea win but I'm going for a 2-0 Chelsea win in that one um, moving on to a huge game at the bottom of the table it's Watford at home to Norwich uh, Norwich Daniel Fark has already said they're pretty much down he's, he's given up hope after their latest defeat Watford on the other hand, are you know a point above the relegation zone. They're still very much in the relegation battle. But as things stand, if the season was to end tomorrow, um, would be staying up. It's still a huge, huge game for them. And looking at the table, their best chance for points for the remainder of the season because you don't get much easier than a game against Notch at home. So I'm going for a 1-0 Watford win in this one. Yeah, also back in Watford, gone 2-0 slightly more. Yeah, like you say, Norwich... It's, I'm slightly surprised by Daniel Farker's comments, to be honest. I mean, it's there's seven points behind Watford. Uh, it's easier said. I know it's easy to say they win a couple and you know they're straight back up there. But the fact they've only won five all season, it's very difficult for them to win a couple, isn't it, in their remaining five games of the season? But you know, winning this game and uh, and they put themselves in with a chance. Obviously, both been in really poor form. Watford lost their last three, three of their last four since returning from lockdown. Obviously, let Norwich a terrible form. Lost lost their last five in the league and. At home to Brighton last time out was, was a big one for me. That's probably a game they're thinking, come on, if we can win this one, then we might be able to get ourselves out of it. So uh, it's a really big game, like I say, at the bottom, but 2-0 uh, Watford. 2-0 to Watford for Matt in that one. Um, going back up to the to the European battle, you mentioned it earlier, it's a huge, huge game between Arsenal and Leicester. Arsenal suddenly in good form again. That They've had a for formation change under Arteta and looking good. Leicester picked up that crucial victory, finally getting back to uh, winning ways last time out. Jamie Vardy getting that 100th goal, which, by the way, I predicted in the last podcast. <laughs> we should get more points for that, but we don't. Um, but that's a huge game, isn't it? 
Yeah, really big one. Like you say, Leicester, so important for them to get back to winning ways because they were sliding, weren't they, you know, quite drastically down in terms of getting pulled into the race where they might not make the top four. And Arsenal, on the other hand, three points off Wolves after beating them last weekend. So it's a big, it's a really big one, isn't it? You know, Arsenal, they're certainly capable of, you know, doing these little runs, aren't they? They do tend to go on runs of wins. They lose a couple, a couple they can put them on the board and... It's very difficult for Arsenal to make the top four at this, or the top five as well, which could obviously be a Champions League. But it's a, like you say, it's a big game for both sides. And uh, I went back and forth on this one a few times, but um, settled on a 1 1 draw. A 1 0 draw, okay, interesting. Because uh, Arsenal, their, their home form is actually really good, as inconsistent as they've been in general. Their home form's good. Leicester's away form's not good, and Leicester haven't won away to Arsenal for a long, long time. Um, so I'm actually going for an Arsenal 2 1 winning this one. Um, on to Wednesday, Manchester City. I just mentioned Arsenal can be a bit inconsistent. Inconsistency is not a word you'd describe Man City as in Pep Guardiola's era, but right now, you know, they've lost a couple since uh, lockdown. They've obviously thrashed Liverpool. It's hard to know which Man City's going to turn up. Um, at home, you'd, you'd have to back them. I'm certainly backing them against Newcastle, but it's interesting. They've lost nine Premier League games this season, which even Pep Guardiola was at a loss to explain why their away form's poor. I'm backing them to get back to winning ways against Newcastle here. I'm backing the 2-0 win for them. But Newcastle will be going into it with plenty of optimism that they can get something out of the game. Yeah, they will, which they probably wouldn't have done, would it? But it, it, at a certain period, like you mentioned, nine games it is an awful lot, isn't it, to lose? It's actually more than Manchester United. You know, they've only lost eight this season and too many draws, obviously, United to, to put themselves in, you know, a title race. But it's 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 really surprising. Almost almost a third of their, and a slightly under a third of their league games this season, they've lost, which is incredible for the reigning champions. And Newcastle, strange game against West Ham, I thought. I thought they, they were probably a bit fortunate weren't they West Ham had a lot of the ball West Ham with a team pushing pushing to pick up all three points in that game but you no know, Newcastle's form like you say has been been pretty good since coming back obviously lost in the FA Cup to, to City but you know were fantastic weren't they in their last away game at Bournemouth so but you know going to City is obviously a completely different task at all and uh, yeah City win as well but different to you 3-1 home win 3-1 Man City win for Matt um, another big one in the European battle happens on Wednesday you've got Sheffield United versus Wolves Wolves were in flying form before getting beaten at home by Arsenal and as you mentioned was a bit of a shock result for both of us um, whereas Sheffield United um, were in poor form after lockdown but got back to winning ways against um, Tottenham and then drew at Burnley last time out so that's an interesting one how do you see that one going? Yeah I've got I've got a draw in this one as well gone 1-1 you mentioned Wolves I actually predicted a draw against Arsenal I wasn't sure about you know, a winner in that game, but I really, really didn't fancy Arsenal to win that. I was very surprised. I don't think Wolves were great at all in that game. Obviously, they'd won, won a couple, wouldn't they? One nil before before going into that game, but a little bit surprised in their performance. They were probably a little bit toothless, which is not a word that I, you would you know associate with Wolves. Certainly not this season or last season. They've, they've been you know very, very good. But Sheffield United, like you say, bounced back from a couple of really poor results, back-to-back 3-0 defeats, beat Tottenham, and then a point of Burnley is not the worst result in the world, although they probably feel that they should have won that game. You know, they had a lot of the ball and some really good chances. So uh, it's a big game for both sides, and the sides around them will be hoping probably for a draw, and that's what I've gone for, so 1-1. Yeah, I've gone exactly the same one all in that one. Um, perhaps the most important game on Wednesday is actually West Ham, Um They've got four points in their last two games, which is hugely, hugely needed. It's edged them just that bit away from the relegation zone. They've got that bit of breathing space now. By no means safe just yet, but they host the Burnley side with you know not much left to fight for. 
the mentality of the team under Sean Dyche means they're never going to give anyone an easy game um, and they haven't been beaten very often recently so they're not going to give West Ham an easy game but West Ham need the points more even draws at this stage of the season are huge for those teams down at the bottom of the table though especially with you know Watford, Villa, Bournemouth and Norwich all in really poor form um, so I'm back in West Ham to get a draw from that one I'm going for another one all there yeah, I've actually gone West Ham in this one. West Ham 2-1, like you mentioned, Burnley picked up seven points from their four Premier League games after lockdown, which, you know, is a pretty good return from, from anyone, you know, let alone a team, you know, hovering around mid-table. I think a big moment for me for West Ham, the turning game was the Chelsea game, wasn't it, when that goal got conceded and then they, uh, sorry, the goal got disallowed and then they conceded that penalty and I think that was a that could be a turning moment the fact that they managed to bounce back in that game you know against the odds against the Chelsea side who were really good in in certain stages and I thought they played well like I mentioned uh, against Newcastle last time out they did a lot a lot right in that game and that they should have won in my opinion so uh, I think they're doing much much better Antonio's obviously found some good form and he's a real threat up front so uh, a tight game but I fancy West Ham 2-1 West Ham 2-1, and that would obviously nudge them a little bit closer to safety. Uh, Brighton, you might say, are probably already safe now. Nine points um, above the relegation zone with five games left of the season. They maybe need one more win to make themselves absolutely certain, but it would be a big surprise if anyone caught them now. Um, thanks mainly to that victory last time out against Norwich, so that was a huge win for them. They host the champions, though, Liverpool. Um, at the Amex next up um, on Wednesday at 8.15 the late kickoff on Wednesday Liverpool obviously returned to winning ways against Aston Villa but their away form is so poor without a win or a goal in five which is their worst run away from home since 1992 um, and when you consider how impressive they've been all season that is a dramatic dramatic drop off in form from them but they do have records still to chase Jurgen Klopp saying he's not chasing the records but They'll know what they need. Four more wins from their final five games sees them get the most points ever, the most wins ever, and would likely see them secure the highest winning margin ever. So I'm backing them to get the victory here. Um, away from home last time out, obviously they were beaten by Man City 4-0, but that was the first game as champions. You can allow a few concessions for that one. I can see them returning to winning ways. So I'm going for a 2-0 Liverpool win here. Yeah, I've got exactly the same, 2-0. Uh, I think it'd be very interesting for me from a Brighton point of view to see how they approach the game in terms of the last their last home game against Manchester United they almost set up set up to be beaten to be honest they they you know sat back let United have a lot of the ball and it was almost you know waiting waiting for them to lose that game you know obviously Mopay was on the bench and made a couple of changes obviously you know I'm not saying they threw away the game but they probably thought you know we got a better chance of beating Norwich uh, at, at the weekend and obviously that paid off because they picked up a huge win but yeah from Liverpool's point of view I'm not sure if they'll get four more wins out of their, their final five games but I do expect them to win this one because say Brighton if Brighton were really really battling don't get me wrong I don't think Brighton are there at the moment I think they will stay up because they've got a really healthy lead so uh, it's going to be I think I think it's going to be an interesting game but I've seen Brighton a bit this season and at home they, I'm not too sure I think Liverpool have a lot of the ball and they're too much so a 2-0 away win 2-0 okay on to Thursday you've got Bournemouth versus Tottenham the first game there um, Tottenham just a very hard team to call at the moment they're only one point off seventh place Champions League places now look a bit beyond them um, but obviously return to winning ways against Everton on Monday night was a big big result for them and they're taking on a Bournemouth team just in, in utter freefall at the moment they can't seem to buy a victory the, the bottom of the form table even below Norwich one point from the last six Premier League games it's getting increasingly hard to see them staying up but then again the gap to safety is only one point so it could only take one good result um, I just can't see Bournemouth getting a win from anywhere at the moment so I'm going for a Tottenham win here another 1-0 win for them 
Yeah, I've got I've gone Tottenham here as well, two one. I do expect Bournemouth to score. Bournemouth, I've been guilty of saying this for a few weeks now about I think they're gone Bournemouth, and it is strange to say that. I do still have that opinion, but the fact that, like you mentioned, they're only a point off it, which is incredible considering they're they're really really mm. poor form. They just they they obviously conceded five against Manchester United last time out, and could have been a lot more. They could have scored a couple more in fairness. Obviously had a, in my opinion, a slightly fortunate penalty. I'm not entirely sure that was a penalty, but I thought they did okay in the game. But they just conceded so many goals, but. From Tottenham's point of view, I thought Tottenham Everton was, to be honest, one of the poorest games I've seen since 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 the, oh, the play obviously resumed. I thought nothing happened in the game. Obviously, the goal was very very fortunate, and Mourinho wouldn't mind because getting a win in that game was was the most important thing after losing at Sheffield mm-hmm. United. So it's obviously a game that both teams will be keen to win. Tottenham in an eighth at the moment, and obviously battling in Arsenal ahead of that huge London derby that's on the horizon. So uh, I, I do fancy Tottenham here, very close, but two one. Yeah, so Everton were on the end of that defeat to Tottenham. They're in action against Southampton, obviously coming into it off the back of that huge victory over Man City. Um, a very rare home victory, actually. They're usually better away from home, so they won't mind travelling to Goodison Park. How do you see that one going? Another big one, isn't it, in terms of you know confidence for me for going into next season. I think Southampton, the fact that they how they recovered, that was 9-0, wasn't it, they lost earlier this season. Mm. It was at home to Leicester, wasn't it, and to bounce back from that game and and be where they are, 13th in the table, you know, point behind Everton, obviously go above them if they win. And, uh, you know, I've given Everton a little bit of praise recently, but but I thought the game at Tottenham, they were so poor in that game. There was absolutely, I think Gary Neville was saying in commentary that it was it was a boring performance and it was boring for their fans. It was boring for the neutral, I think. It was almost like the Tottenham were there to really, you know, take on, to, to, to as Manchester United did against them in the second half of their game recently, you know, really go at them because they're vulnerable. But Everton just did absolutely nothing in the game. There was nothing happening in the latter stages. I think it was, they hit a diagonal and put some players in the box in the 94th minute. Apart from that, nothing happened at all. Uh, Southampton, like you say, fantastic result last time out. And I would probably have gone Everton if this was last week, but after watching the last couple of games, I've gone 1-1 here. Yeah, I've gone exactly the same. Everton, you mentioned there, there's a lot of false dawns with them. There's a lot of good signs under Carlo Ancelotti and they've certainly made progress under Carlo Ancelotti. Um, but then they put in a result, uh, performance like they did against Tottenham and you wonder whether they are completely on the right track. They've still got work to do. Um, I can see them getting a one-all draw here. Uh, Southampton, as you say, should be flying after that Man City result. Um, the final match of the game week sees Aston Villa host Manchester United. A huge game at both ends of the table. Um, Aston Villa also at one point from safety as things stand in poor form. Manchester United top of the form table. They're absolutely flying at the moment. You must be very excited as a United fan at the moment, Matt. Yeah, playing for some fantastic stuff. Last time out was a very enjoyable game to watch. Not sure about some of the defending and whether David De Gea should have kept out that first goal. But you know, going forward, obviously... Watching the players, you know, scored more than Liverpool's front three this season. Rashford, Martial, Greenwood. And interesting for me, they've scored 38 Premier League goals between them this season, those front three. And you're looking at, you know, if you can get one of your strikers to score 20 league goals in a season, that's a good return, isn't it? And if Rashford and Martial can get a couple more, maybe three more latter stages of the season. To have two players that have got that that totals in the Premier League is very impressive. And Greenwood, obviously, is going to be some player, isn't he? 18, he can go left, right, can take players on, he can come short, take the ball, can provide assists as he showed as he showed uh, against 
um, Brighton, wasn't it? In that 3-0 win, we put it into Fernandez, which was a fantastic goal. So it's one of my actually favourite games, Villa United. It's one of those away games I've been to on quite a few occasions. And I think Villa, I think they're a great Premier League club. It's a great stadium. Obviously, they're gonna, not going to have the fans in there, which is a big thing. But Villa obviously really, really need the points. It'll be interesting to see how Jack Grealish plays in this game, obviously being linked with United. I thought they were pretty good at Liverpool, to be fair. Villa for long stages, but almost like they ran out of steam in the latter stages. So uh, I am expecting a you know a slightly close one, but I do fancy United. I've gone 2-0. Yeah, yeah, again, I've gone exactly the same here. United, um, they just look on the charge. Before uh, play resumed, there was a big question mark over the, whether they might get Champions League football. It wasn't in their hands. It was actually in Sheffield United's hands, but mm. they've been in such good form since the lockdown. So I'm backing them to get a 2-0 win as well. Um, and the games do continue to come thick and fast and we've got every single one of them covered over on sportsmall.co.uk uh, where you can find news, previews, features for the Premier League, Championship, La Liga, Syria, and many more. Um, Matt and I will be back again on Friday so be sure to tune in then.